So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure your photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas hi everyone ben hartley here from sixfigurephotography.org today i had the pleasure of interviewing kimberly houston she is a copywriter that specializes in working specifically with creatives and photographers on their copy now creating persuasive copy is such a problem that I see plaguing a lot of photographer sites. Now today we're going to be talking about creating an effective homepage, effective about page, really creating persuasive copy that uh, helps to lead your potential clients uh, into taking action to contact you and hopefully book you. Kimberly has been working with photographers on their copy since 2005 and she just really freaking knows her stuff guys. Without further ado, here's my interview with Kimberly Houston on how to write persuasive copy. Enjoy. Kimberly, you are a creative copywriter. I found you uh, just through the wonderful thing called the internet and, and really just searching around, digging into um, who are people out there creating uh, beautiful copy for creatives like us. Um, and you're... Uh, you're one of the best. And so we reached out and, uh, and you've graced us with a, a fantastic interview and I'm, I'm super excited about it. We have a lot here in store for our audience and a lot of questions to get through. And so um, maybe we'll just jump right in. So yeah. how long have you been a copywriter and, and how did you get into this? Um, okay, well, actually, I, I've had my own copywriting business for about three years. Um, before that, I was sort of doing it on the side as a side hustle while I was doing some other things. Um, but I've been writing, I would say, marketing communications copy for since uh, like 2003 or so. I worked in advertising. I worked in public relations. Um, I worked in public radio. <laughs> I've had a lot of jobs, but all of the jobs I've had have uh, the the sort of focus has been persuasive communications. Whether it was trying to get people to donate money to public radio, or when I worked in advertising and PR, mm -hmm. it was the standard stuff. So, so I've been doing this kind of work for a long time, but but in my own business only for about three years. Yeah. Fantastic. And so you've done something that I love. Uh, you do uh, something that, that we've done as as wedding photographers and that you've you've really focused. You've focused in on your audience. Uh, mm -hmm. and you are specifically a creative copywriter. You're not just like any old copywriter. So talk to me a little bit about uh, why you made that decision to really niche down. Okay. Um, it, mainly because 
you know, well, when I first started out, we'll say when I first started out online about three years ago, I sort of just put my website up and I was generic. I would write for anybody. I would write any kind of copy for any kind of client. And I found I wasn't getting any traction really whatsoever. Hmm. And so I knew I needed to niche down, but I just didn't want to take the time to do it. I'm like, how am I going to figure this out? So, uh, but I knew I needed to. And because I had worked in advertising and PR before, I knew that that was really important to figure out exactly who you're trying to serve um, and reach out to that audience. So I sat down and figured out who I wanted to serve. And I chose creatives because as a creative myself, as a writer, um, and, you know, I was for many years an amateur photographer, so I really love photographers especially. And I even applied to the School of Visual Arts Photography Program, and I got accepted, and then I didn't go. So um, so I have a real love in my heart for creatives, and I get along with them, and I understand them, I think, because I am one. So when I decided I was going to niche down, I thought, these are my people. These are the people and, I want to serve. So that's why I did it. Yeah, that's awesome. I, I, I feel like I, I connect with so many photographers that are really like scared uh, to niche down. They're afraid that if I just focus on weddings, then uh, what, I mean, am I going to turn away, you know, baby portraits and when, will I be able to make enough money just niching down? And so was it, was it at all scary for you? Cause I feel like what you're talking about is like when you did everything, nobody came to you. Yeah. Um, or yeah. very, very few, and they weren't the yeah. best clients either. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because, because here's the thing if you specialize, you will get, you know, when you're generic, like for example, when I was a ger generic writer, I would write any kind of anything for any client. I would do social media, I would do blog posts, I would do press releases, I would do anything. I, I was a generalist, and so. Um, there was nothing that special about me. I mean, I'm a good writer and I, I know how to write marketing copy, but I looked like everyone else out there. So um, if you if you specialize, like if someone is looking for a wedding photographer um, who focuses on, say, specializes in beach weddings and that, that person is going to have a beach wedding, they would much rather work with that photographer than work with a generic photographer who does anything and everything. They want the person who specializes in what they're looking for. So um, for me, I just felt like niching down. It was a little bit scary, but but the result was I got more clients and more interest and more jobs once I did that. Mm -hmm. um, instead, because when you try to be everything to everybody, you're nothing to to. You end up being nothing to nobody or whatever that is. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so uh, so if people do get scared about niching down. When I work with copywriting clients, they're like, oh, I don't know if I can do that. I don't know if I can, I don't know about that. But what they find when they do it is that it does work out. And that doesn't mean you won't get other clients. Like if you're a photographer or a copywriter or whatever you do, I still get people contacting me in all other industries. Like I've had... Um, I had a guy who owns a manufacturing business that makes rubber hoses contact me about writing his website copy. I actually just had someone get in touch with me the other day. They create some kind of software for photographers. Yeah. Um, I can't remember the name of the company, but they emailed me, and it's a lot of really technical writing, so I may or may not jump on that project. But I think you'll find, even if you niche down, you will still get people coming to you for work that is not necessarily in that niche. So it doesn't have to be a scary thing. Yeah. Do you find, as it relates to then copywriting, like, do you find that creating copy for a photographer uh, who kind of does it all, that there are challenges that go with that? Um, it can be. I mean, 
what I do when I work with people is I try to get them to niche down a little bit, to put their stake in the ground and say what it is that makes them different um, because that's easier to write copy for and easier for them to get clients. But, but sometimes, you know, even if you do a lot of different things, like for example, right now I'm writing some website copy for a fine artist and she does portraits of people and portraits of dogs and she does landscapes and she does all kinds of different things plus she does workshops and talks and all this other stuff but what unites everything she does is that she works in the realist style number one and that her art is created very slowly and carefully and it's all about slowing down and enjoying your life so there's some big sort of umbrella concepts that we put everything under for her uh, that sort of that everything else she does fits into yeah. So as a photographer, because I know photographers, sometimes you can't just make it just doing wedding photography. I mean, you can, some do, many do, but I, I see other photographers out there, they do wedding photography and they do senior portraits and they do corporate headshots and they do family portraits because, you know, they want to earn a living. So they do all these different things. But what can unite all that is the style that they shoot in. I mean, maybe they do photojournalism style, maybe they do strictly natural light, no flash. So there are ways to make it work even if you do a lot of different kind of things and so in the process of writing copy when I'm working with someone that's what we work on first they fill out a really detailed questionnaire and we get to the sort of the the real meat of what they need to convey to, to attract their ideal clients and sort of find a way to make all the different things they do fit a theme if you will or under an umbrella Mm -hmm. So it's like, uh, if I could restate what you're saying, um, it's figuring out the target audience for each of the, the types of work that you do. Uh, and so you've identified the target audience and now you need to figure out what, what ties them together. What's something that, uh, yeah, the, what's the common denominator between each target audience that you have? Yeah. Yeah. There, that's part of it too. And one thing you can do online, you know, with your website is, and I see people do this and I've, I've worked with clients to do this. If you serve a couple of different audiences, then on your homepage where you sort of are welcoming people and you orient them to who you are and what you do, then you can link off to, you can say, you know, if you're a bride looking for a wedding photographer, click here. And then it will take them to a page that talks about that. If you're um, a professional looking for a corporate headshot, click here. And that would take them to a page that talks to that audience yeah. so that you can have your different audiences and serve them all on the same website. But still, overall, you probably have a style that you work in or a way you work with clients that's kind of special and unique to you. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, as we're sitting here talking, something that I feel like we probably should address right off the bat that, uh, that I've begun to, uh, I guess, realize is that maybe even a lot of, a lot of photographers don't even know what exactly copy is. Like when we say like, mm -hmm. you know, copywriting, like what's, what is copywriting? We should probably even pause and rewind for a second. Yeah. And just help to define what exactly we're talking about when we're saying copywriting, when we're talking about creative copy in our website, uh, what does that, what does that entail? You, do you want to give a, a nice little definition for yeah, us? Yeah. Wow. Ooh, the definition of copywriting. <laughs> you can be loose. You can be loose. Yeah. Um, well, the way I think of it is it's, it's the way to me, and to most people who write copy that it's different from just like say writing a blog post even though there's some similarities is that it's it's writing that is meant to persuade someone to do something like not in a manipulative skeezy way mm -hmm. but it's it's persuasive writing um, with sort of you know um, a marketing it doesn't have to sound like marketing but it's persuasive so 
So if you're just writing a blog post, to me that's just a blog post. But if you're writing your, the home page of your website or the about page or your services and packages page, that's copywriting because it's meant to persuade someone to do something, whether that's sign up for your email list or email you to find out more about how you work with clients or to email you about your pricing structure. Um, so it's, it's persuasive communication that attempts to get someone to do something, but not something against their will, because a lot of people have this idea that copywriting is um, uh, manipulative. Yeah. And it's not, you're just trying to, you're connecting a person with something that they already want. Yeah. If they're looking, if they're on your website, they're already looking for a photographer or a copywriter or whatever you do. So you're just trying to connect them to the end result they want, whether that's, um, photography on their wedding day or a wonderful website written or whatever it might be. Yeah. And so for a lot of us photographers, this is translating to their homepage, their about page, um, pretty much most copy on your website that's kind of directing them to contact you. So, mm -hmm. um, okay. So let's kind of switch gears a little bit and talk more specifically to our audience, um, as, as photographers. Um, and I want to talk about mistakes because uh, there's one huge mistake that I see, but I want to kind of hear from you. Okay. So when when I look at a, a number of photographers' websites, one of the biggest issues that keeps coming across my desk is uh, there's just no copy at all. Like mm -hmm. we, we get these websites sent to us, they're like, hey, review this site, and it'll only be photographs. Um, and that's something that I see. What are some of the big mistakes that you that you see creatives making with their copy? Um, yeah, that's that's great that you point that out, and I think that is especially true of photographers, um, all sorts of creatives, but especially photographers and people like illustrators, where they they assume that their beautiful work is enough to sell their services, but it's not, right? So, like you said, one of the biggest mistakes is no copy um, or very minimal copy, and you have to have some copy on your website to be found in the search engines. I mean, there has to be some text to there, right? So. Um, so that's one thing, but that's a mistake. And then I see, um, and we all do this when we start out because we don't know any better, but I also see photographers talking sort of in jargon or language that's not directed, it's not client focused. It's like, you know, we do this and we specialize in that and we use this kind of equipment and this kind of lighting. And I've seen this on photography websites and at the end of the day, the customer doesn't care what kind of equipment you use. That's so true. You know, they don't care. And I will see this on photography websites. Like, we use this fancy camera and this fancy lighting, this, that, and the other. But but the client doesn't care about that, right? So so that's what I see, you you know, not making the copy client-focused based on what the client wants. Um, probably another thing I see is that it's just really generic. Like, there's not enough there and, the, and what is there it doesn't really have any personality. Like it, it might be something like we're wedding photographers in um, Philadelphia and our packages start at $2,500 and click here to find out more about us or get a quote. And that'll be it. Yeah. And that's not enough to get someone interested to hire you. So that's that's another mistake. I had a couple other written down if you don't mind me looking at my notes. Um, fine. Yeah, take let's see. Because I wrote, there were a couple of other things I think that as as you're kind of searching, another thing that I often feel like I'm I'm seeing, and this is something that even I need to work on too, is a very like um, 
uh, like me focused kind of copy. So it's a lot of like, uh, hi, I'm Ben. I love mm -hmm. cats. I've been here for four years. Uh, my favorite food is tofu. You know, yeah. like I can't wait to photograph your wedding. And it's and it's so like uh, self-centered. It's like a strong word, but you know, like uh, yeah. Um, no, that's it. That's actually that's one of the um, I I found my notes, and that is one of the yeah. that is one of the things that that it's very me-centric. Yeah. So and again. Uh, people aren't doing this because they're egotistical. They're doing this because they don't know any other way to do it. They haven't gotten copywriting training or they just don't know. So it is, you'll go to their website and it will say, again, we specialize in this and we do that and we like this and we believe that, that weddings should be blah, blah, blah. And so it's all this we, 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 we language where it should really be client focused and speak as if you're having a conversation with whoever your ideal client happens to be. Like if it's brides, first-time brides in their 20s, you know, finding out what they want and what they need, and in your copy, speaking to them rather than saying, you know, we do this and we've won these awards and all this other stuff. So, so yeah, that's a, that's a big mistake, that it's very me-centric. And, and everything else we kind of, um, we said that there was minimal or no copy was one of the mistakes, that it's generic or boring, and that it doesn't use the language that clients use, which is very important to pay attention to what your clients are saying to you when you're working with them, because then when you write your copy, that's the language you want to use. You want to use the real phrases that they use. Yeah, that's fantastic. That's actually, uh, so I probably need to find a new proofer, but currently my mother is my proofer. <laughs> Don't fire your mother. Well, no, no, hear me out, hear me out. She's a, she's a He's an English school teacher. And oh. so like I'll be writing copy on my site that's very targeted towards the way that my audience talks. And she's mm -hmm. always like, you know, just like putting these red lines or anything like you can't do right. that. You can't do that. I'm like, no, I can. <laughs> I need yeah. to. And you need to. Well, yeah. that's the thing, like, um, because you know, I, I was an English major. I got a degree in English and and not that you're supposed to use things are that are not grammatically correct, but you want to you want it to be like a conversation you're having with a friend. So not stiff because, you know, we've all gone to those websites that are, um, please contact us today for your quote on um, wedding photography in Ohio or something. Or like they, they speak in third person. Like, yeah, yes. has been photographing weddings. for. <laughs> yes. Okay. There, that's another one. I'm really, really, really glad you brought that up because I didn't have that on my notes, but, but that is a big one. It's writing in the third person, like, don't do that unless you're so big, you're like Coca-Cola or, you know, Virgin <laughs> Airlines or something. That's a no, don't no write in the third person. Yeah. It's just, it's off-putting and it puts that extra barrier between you and the clients, which you're trying to overcome because because if all they have to go on is your website, I mean, one-on-one, -on -one, there's, you know, you can make a real connection, but if they're coming to you on your website, um, that puts an extra barrier up talking like that. And so many people do that. And you see it all over in any industry, you know, as if, like you said, Ben is a photographer who does this, that, and, you know, we all know you wrote that copy, right? So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So just write in the first person, you know? Yeah, for sure. All right. So we clearly know that like no copy is, is not a good thing for multiple reasons. One is SEO will never be able to find you with just photographs, but also you're, you're setting yourself at a huge disadvantage uh, to your client. But I guess I want to ask is, um, is less more when it comes mm -hmm. to copy. Like when we're talking about our homepage or our an about page, um, or is more and more? <laughs> well, um, I think that's a great question. 
you know, the way people read, and I've done a lot of studying on this, and I've gone to a couple of seminars, the way people read on the web, you know, they're in a hurry, they're looking for solutions, generally. I mean, a lot of times you're looking to be entertained, you just want to read something funny or watch a funny video, but if people are looking, for example, for a wedding photographer, or in my case, for a copywriter, that they are looking for a solution to a problem they have and they're in a hurry and there are hundreds of websites they can go to to get that same information. So you want to say what you have to say as briefly as possible and have a lot of white space, you know, don't cram all your copy together and have a bunch of tiny little fonts and all of that stuff. That's sort of just common sense. But, um, you know, I know it, it, to say what you need to say as quickly as you can and no more, that doesn't really give you a good idea of, well, how long, how long that sh should that be? But a lot of good home pages I see, for example, might have 10 lines of copy and no more. You know, you're trying to get people interested in what you do and make a connection with them. And um, so not, you know, not a lot, just a, like a powerful headline that really reaches out and grabs the ideal client that you're trying to attract mm -hmm. and maybe a couple of short paragraphs. Um, but I, I mean, I tend to be too wordy. So my own website needs to be gone through and edited and shortened. In fact, I'm in the process of doing that now yeah. um, because people don't have a lot of time. They're not going to spend a lot of time reading your website. So, you know, don't put, you know, a tome, you know, the history of me since I was born until now on your website because no one's going to read that. But um, yeah, shorter is typically better. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So uh, this is something that I struggle with um, and that uh, I imagine a lot of other creatives do as well um, because I, I see um, when I think about our websites, um, I see kind of two main areas for copy to to really exist and really shine, and that's on the homepage, mm -hmm. and that's on the about page. Mm -hmm. And I often struggle with knowing the difference. Like, okay, what should go on the about page that shouldn't be on the homepage, or vice versa, or should I be switching these around? And so, I guess I mm -hmm. want to hear your thoughts on like what what type of content goes on the homepage versus what type of content. Uh, goes on the about page. Okay. Um, well, you know, it's interesting. It can be kind of tricky because uh, for me, when I write a homepage, like I was recently writing a homepage for this fine artist who I was talking about before, mm -hmm. and she wants her, she wanted her, um, the images of some of her art to be prominent on the homepage, which we left. And so what I did was I wrote a version of her homepage one way and then I wrote it a second time shorter and the third time even shorter than that. And she chose the third version, the absolute shortest version. So it's not, it's two very short paragraphs, but they just sort of introduce her and the kind of work she does. Um, so on your homepage, you want to think of it as um, like your virtual storefront. Um, it is inviting people in and you're talking to your clients using their language about you know, what you do, um, you know, there are various templates out there. Like some people say, use, you know, use a few questions to sort of call your, your ideal clients out. Like, are you a bride who's looking for a wedding photographer in Philadelphia or wherever you happen to be? Um, have you struggled to find the right, I mean, it can become cliche after a while because you see that a lot, these questions, and then if that's the, you know, if that's your answer, then click here to find out more or whatever. But um, basically your homepage, you want to get people acquainted with you and who you are, and um, 
tell them, you know, again, a powerful headline, use client-focused language, tell them a little bit about what you do, and then you can sort of lead them into other areas of your website, like to find out more about our pricing and packages, click here. Mm -hmm. um, to find out more about our experience and background, click here. Um, so, but the, the truth is there can be a lot of different kinds of things you can put on a home page. Um, and I will say that at that link that you'll be sending people to KimberlyDHouston.com forward slash SFP. Mm -hmm. um, some of the stuff that's linked up there, I think one of the blog posts talks about how to structure a home page and another one will talk about how to structure an about page. Mm -hmm. uh, but the difference for me in the about page is on your about page you'll have obviously information about you, but you still want to start with a client focused paragraph that sort of talks to exactly what you know your clients are looking for. Mm -hmm. And then after you do that in one or two short paragraphs, then you can say, hi, I'm Ben Hartley, I do X, and then talk about your background and your experience and, you know, what makes you um, qualified to do what you do. Yeah. So I know that's not, that's not very clear, but again, at that link that you'll be sending your people to, um, there's, it's so much easier to read here's what a homepage should have on it than me to try to explain right now because I feel like I'm not making my point very clearly. <laughs> so, so, but on that page, um, that link that you'll send folks to will have uh, an about page and what should be included in, in a homepage as well. Yeah, and we were chatting kind of briefly off camera uh, earlier and one of the things that I remember you talking about um, even in critique to um, my own is is keeping the homepage uh, very very client focused. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, very client focused. Lots of like very very little to none of like I and me and we. Mm -hmm. And then and then the about page kind of opening up that opportunity to to address more of of what we do and how we do it yeah. and really how we can help you. Is that is that mm -hmm. accurate? Yeah, that's correct. Also, because on your about page, like let's say you have a short client focused paragraph up top. First, you have a powerful headline. Then you have your little short client focused paragraph. And then when you say, you know, hi, I'm Ben Hartley or hi, we're ABC photographers. Mm -hmm. Then you talk about your background and you then on that same page or you could link off to a different page. You talk about um, you could talk about your backstory and what led you to be doing what you're doing, why you chose to do what you're doing and um, make it real personable and relatable. Mm -hmm. um, and on, again, on that page, that link that, um, that we'll have for, for the audience, for your audience, there is, I have a, a, a guide to how to write an about page that people can sign up for. And it takes people um, step by step through all the different parts of an about page and how to write one. And it also has in there some examples of other about pages. Yeah. So, because for me, the way I learn best is to have someone explain something to me and then see examples of it in action. Like, okay, that's great, but how do I do this? So, so that will be linked up over there. But yes, you do definitely want to be talking about your experience and your qualifications and your backstory, because that's interesting, because that's, that's especially, too, one way you can really stand out among other photographers. No one is going to have your same reason why you do what you do. That is unique to you. Yeah. So you do want to express that somewhere on your website, your your why for doing what it is you do. Yeah, I guess this kind of brings us to this idea of having, um, well, you know, 
in the industry, the term gets thrown around a unique selling proposition. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's like too like buzzword full. Yeah, I don't, I, don't, I don't like that word. I use that word all the time, but I don't like it. It's too slick. Yeah. Do you, want to, do you want to help define it for our audience, like a unique selling proposition or maybe redefine it? Yeah. Uh, what okay. it is, how we develop it, um, and why it's important. Okay. Well, um, let me just start by saying, it, it, you know, it's often referred to as a unique selling proposition but I or your differentiating factors and the way I think of it is I think of it as a meaningful difference so it's the thing about you that makes you different from other people who do what you do um, and it's not one thing it's usually not one thing your meaningful difference or your differentiator or your USP is made up of several factors so for example it can be the style of photography that you shoot in you know is it photojournalistic is it more traditional is it strictly using natural light? So it's your style. It's the kind of clients you work with. Maybe you only work with, you know, first time brides or you work with punk rock brides or whatever, you know, it's who you work with. It's, it's your, it's how you work with people, like your process. Um, it's your customer service experience. Um, it's your backstory. You know, it's your experience and your backstory. It's your why mm -hmm. it's, it's a lot of different things, right? So because people get hung up on this idea that, well, you know, I'm not different. I'm not different. You know, I'm not that different, but you really are. You just have to sit down and think of the combination of factors that put together make you different from other people who do what you do. Yeah. So that's why I think of it as a meaningful difference rather than USP, which I use that because it's just a shorthand, but I don't really like that, that terminology. Um, and the reason it's important is because People need something to, there's a lot of competition online and there are a lot of other people. If you Google wedding photographers, even in the small town where I live, mm -hmm. you'll get like 50 will come up instantly. So how do you know who to hire? So you have to have something that differentiates you and, and these, this meaningful difference that you come to will give people something to sort of hang their hat on because otherwise they'll look at your website and everyone else's website and let's say all the photography is beautiful, it's gorgeous, the photographers are all talented, but there's nothing else to differentiate them, then the only thing the bride or the person looking to hire a photographer has to go on is price. And that's why photographers often get price shopped because there's nothing, because you know, if I see 10 websites in a row and all the photography is gorgeous and all these photographers live in my area, I could hire any one of them. So I'm going to look at the only thing I know that separates them and that's going to be their price. So I'm going to look for the lowest price person in that case, probably. <laughs> I mean, some a lot of people would do that. Um, so it's important to differentiate yourself so you won't get the kind of client who just wants the cheapest person who does what you do. <laughs> and that's something that we all have to deal with. I have to deal with it too. So if you don't differentiate yourself, you will deal with that over and over again. Someone who just, you're just a commodity. You're one of many. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah, fantastic. I mean, I, I first off, I love the the kind of new title that you've given it, like the the meaningful difference. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's um, well, I relate to that. You know, it's something that it feels good saying too. You know, like it yes. makes me feel good about myself. <laughs> but it's so true. You know, it's so true, and it's like um, it's really it's why copy is so important because the copy gives you the opportunity to, to really explain what separates you, your why, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. for what you do. Absolutely. And, like uh it's become so much more um i guess 
how do I put it? Like I've become so much more aware of how important it is just in this mm-hmm. last month. Like um, this is, uh, this will come across as a brag story, but it's not intended to, but to give as an example, we booked a, like a $30,000 wedding. Wow. That's <laughs> like awesome. mind blowing. I don't even understand. That's what does that mean? And I sat down with the bride and her father and her dad. It's pretty much her, her dad is like, it's his wedding for the most mm-hmm. part. He, he, he just said right off the bat, um, I looked at your pictures. Um, but the very first thing was as soon as I read your copy, as soon as I read your homepage and your about page, I knew I had to hire you. Right. And that was it. And it was, mm-hmm. I mean, at this point, I'm like, oh my God, like I need to go and like take a look at my copy again and, and finesse it even further uh, because it's so, so incredibly valuable. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that probably would not have happened. I mean, if you didn't have that copy at all or any copy, probably you, you know, you might have gotten a call from that person. But, but in your case, it worked. And for my case too, just you know, I've had people get in touch with me, and after reading some of my blog posts and looking through my website, they'll email me and they'll actually say, "You're the copywriter for me. I really want to work with you." Um, whereas if I was still the generic, I'll write anything for anybody. I don't care. Um, that would not be happening. And that's like, like you said, the, the investment for, for what you did. I mean, it was, it was big and, and you could get that, you could command that because you have your, you know, you've got your meaningful difference worked out. You're not just like everybody else. Yeah. So uh, something too that that kind of made me think about is like, I I need to make this better. And I feel like we as photographers, we're constantly kind of, um, we're updating our portfolio. We're always showing new work. And so in regards to copy, like how often do you feel like we should be updating our copy and refreshing the content that's there? Um, well, I think for your for your what I consider your three key pages, which are your home page, your about page, and your services or package page, get it as good as you can get it, and then you know you don't have to keep messing with it because it's kind of static in a way. Um, like if you keep up a blog, obviously you want to blog you know at least a couple of times a month, or if you send out a newsletter, send that out once a month or a couple times a month. But for your key pages get them as good as you can, but then when you get new insights on into your clients and what they want, update it. That's what I do. So when I first put my website up, like I said, it was just very generic, and then I decided I wanted to work with creative, so I rewrote the whole website. But then since then, I will go in and tweak and edit my three key pages um, when I learn new things about the people I'm working with. Like, for example, you know, I... For a long time, I thought people were coming to me, they just wanted their copy written, but they also want, at least the people coming to me, I realized they also want help with, after they put their copy on their website, what kinds of marketing things should they be doing online? What kinds of web marketing should they be doing? So then I sort of edited my copy a little bit to reflect that I also offer that service. So it will be a case where once you've done work with a bunch of clients, you'll have some insights on some things that you'll want to update your copy with. Like, I'm trying to think of an example, but because when we first start out, we have these assumptions about about what our clients want. Mm-hmm. But then after we work with a whole bunch of them, we realize some of those assumptions are wrong. So we need to go back and update our copy to reflect that. Yeah. And I think yeah. too, like uh, with photographers, I feel like our brands are always, uh, and even our clients maybe are not always, but 
quite often kind of like changing and developing. Like when we first mm -hmm. started off, we were not shooting these high-end weddings. And over time, we just slowly began to make that transition. Right. Our, our copy had to kind of follow suit and mm -hmm. adjust itself accordingly as well to to kind of line ourselves up with the same way that our new clients are talking. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, okay. So, uh, you know, let's say that uh, most of us photographers, you know, we're, we're just kind of like um, – we're doing whatever we can to stay afloat. Um, some of us are working like other jobs, uh, mm -hmm. other day jobs, and then trying to be photographers on the weekends. And we're really um, trying to build these companies. And so like, what would you say to the photographer who, um, you know, wants to start uh, investing into making really great copy, um, getting their site, uh, uh, how it should be really, but they don't mm -hmm. have the money to go and hire a copywriter. Do you have any advice for them? Do you have any resources that they feel like, or you feel like are, are great resources for someone to learn um, mm -hmm. a little bit more about copy? What are your thoughts? Um, yeah. Uh, so first I'll give a commercial for myself. Um, <laughs> just because, no, I mean, you know, um, read my website, read my blog and you know, my, uh, my, guide, my free downloadable guide, how to write a client attracting about page is very, I think will be very helpful, especially for photographers. Um, but then, you know, I would just say in general, well, I'll give you some names of some people in a second, but in general, make a study of copywriting. Like if people just understood how much difference it could make to their business to learn the principles of copywriting. I mean, it can make, I was reading a story last night about this guy who um, had a carpet cleaning business and he, he was struggling and on the brink of bankruptcy for years and then he learned marketing and copywriting and he turned it around and he became a multimillionaire and now he teaches other carpet cleaning businesses how to market because he was so successful so it's so it's just super important to learn the principles of marketing selling and copywriting um, so first of all I'll just give a pitch for just make it a habit to spend maybe an hour a week or something to try to learn but one great re resource um, is copyblogger.com. Mm -hmm. They're awesome. They're amazing. And they have some free downloads. Um, basically, if you want to learn copywriting 101 and you went to Copyblogger and just read as many blog posts as you possibly could over there and you downloaded, I think they have a free PDF that's um, how to write headlines and they have some other ones that are free that you can download instantly. So I'd get my hands on all those and read through them and practice them. Um, another wonderful person who I've been following and I just love is Ashley Ambershay of the Middle Finger yeah. Project. Yeah. Um, she's an amazing copywriter. I've personally taken a couple of her copywriting classes so I could improve my own copywriting skills. And whenever she offers them, they're they're really reasonably priced and they're extremely good. Mm -hmm. um, you know, then there's some old school copywriters, people like Dan Kennedy and John Carlton, who you know, they've been doing this game, copywriting game for 30, 40 years, but they are extremely knowledgeable. And and Dan Kennedy especially has a whole bunch of books. Now, I've read a couple of them. They're not for everybody. I mean, he can be kind of grouchy and everything. And he's all he's all about the sales and marketing. And some people are put off by how aggressive he is. Mm -hmm. But um, but I would just say, you know, Copyblogger is a good place for, for beginning people trying to write their own copy to start and, and just make a habit of, spending some time each week improving your um, your copywriting and marketing skills. It will make a huge difference to your business. 
Yeah, I uh, totally agree with you. Copy Blogger is amazing. Middle Finger Project is mm -hmm. amazing. Mm -hmm. um, and you, I mean, apart from what you uh, what you offer uh, as a as a service, I mean, you've put together a fantastic set of resources for our audience mm -hmm. that will be um, that will be kind of uh, plugging here in just a minute. When I say plugging. I just mean it's free. It's like for everyone to, to get yeah. and be a fool not to. It's so good. Um, so to definitely check that out as well. We'll take a look at it at the end. Um, but when someone when someone hires you, what's that process like? It's very intense. Get ready. It's like, <laughs> well, actually, I've had people say, oh, my gosh, I have to rethink my entire business. This is making me really think because, well, what generally happens is someone gets in touch with me um, over email and and I will get back up with them. And we'll just hop on the phone for a few minutes just to see if we're even a good fit because sometimes you are, sometimes you're not. So we'll, we'll do that conversation. And then if they want to move forward from there, um, I'll ask them a bunch of questions about their business and their website and what they're trying to accomplish. And then I'll go off and write a copywriting proposal based on what they say they want. And I'll send that proposal back to them and they'll, you know, they'll review it and then, you know, They'll, they'll want to move forward or not, but if they want to move forward, then I'll send them a very in-depth questionnaire that asks all kinds of questions about their goals and their dreams and their vision for their business and their website mm -hmm. and about their customers and everything like that. Um, and then after that questionnaire, we'll have another phone conversation generally, and then I'll go off and draft the copy, whether it's the whole website or just one page. Um, and get back with them and we'll discuss the drafts and then they'll get two more revisions after that. So it is, it is a fairly intense process. So when I work with people, I tell them I need you to be like, you can't be going out of town for the next month or you can, but you just need to be available to talk to me. So, cause I, I like to get really clear on what they want and also what their customers are looking for, because I need to know before I write the copy, what their customers are trying to achieve, because that's what I'm writing to yeah. actually. So, so it's it's kind of an intense process, but the copy that comes out of it is is very much reaching out and talking to um, their clients the way they want to be talked to and the way that will get them business. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, so when you're um, when you're sitting down, I mean, are you are you creating copy from scratch? Or are you taking work that um, maybe someone's already made and you're kind of affixing it, or what's that like? Um, I generally I generally write copy from scratch. However, I have had it's interesting you ask this because in the last six months to a year, I've had so many people ask me if I could just take their copy and you know. Um, you know, accessorize it up, you know, or make it better. And so, and I absolutely do that. Now I don't have, that service is not listed on my website, but I do that. So people can just, you know, people can, and they have just asked me, do you do this? So I do. So what in that case I would do is take the copy they already have written and just go through it and give them suggestions for how to um, turn the features into benefits, how to have a stronger headline, how to, talk more directly to their ideal clients and what they want. Um, and I'll just run it through my sort of checklist of how to make the copy stronger. So I do that as well. And I actually love doing that because it's the copy's already be, been written. I just have to put my copywriter's brain on it and to, to make it improved. And so that's the kind of work I love doing. So I do that as well. I just don't have it. I'm just not promoting that on my website, but I do it. Yeah. 
Fantastic. Yeah. Well, we've kind of been hitting about um, the the different resources that you've put together, and so I just want to open this up here for a second and and show everyone uh, the amount of content that we have here. It's, I mean, I don't know how many articles do you think are on here that I don't know. Probably probably too many. Like I thought, maybe this is too many. <laughs> No, I just love the guy that you have here in regards to um, your homepage, your about page. We're going to be sending this out to everyone. It is KimberlyDHouston.com uh, backslash SFP. We'll have the link here in the blog post. Um, but thank you so much for oh, yeah. putting that together. I mean, it is an invaluable resource that uh, I, I can't wait for everybody to dig into. Um, my gosh, I, from here, where do people find you? Let's say that um, they dig into some of these resources, uh, they love what they're reading, and they want to work with you more. Where can people find you online? Well, besides, you can just you know go to KimberlyDHouston.com, um, and my email, if anyone has questions or anything, is it's so uh, creative, Kimberly at KimberlyDHouston.com. <laughs> Um, and then, and on my website too, like social media, I have my social media icons pretty hidden because my big thing is I want people to sign up for my email list. Mm -hmm. So, but, but if people want to, um, to reach out via social media, my social media, um, sites are on, uh, they're, they're, they can be found on my website. I'm on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn. Um, but the best way is just to head over to KimberlyDHouston.com and poke around there, read some of the blog posts, go to the, the page that you'll be sending out for, uh, for your peeps. And, um, yeah, and they'll be able to read more about how to write an about page and um, a home page. And, and there's some blog posts linked in there, linked up there about how to write a tagline and all sorts of other little things like that that I think could be really useful for them. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Kimberly, thank you so much for spending time with us today. You've given us a ton of time and a ton of uh, invaluable ideas and information. Uh, and uh, just, I, I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Sure. You're so welcome. I'm so happy to do it. Love to help photographers. So yeah. Perfect. Awesome. I, I'm, I'm going to be in touch soon. I'm sure to keep finessing the copy that I have. Okay. You know, <laughs> I need we'll some work. Perfect. Well, thanks again, Kimberly. You're welcome. You take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening as Kimberly has really honed in on just how important creating effective copy is. You guys, she has given us a blueprint on how to craft persuasive uh, about and homepages. And for myself, I think uh, the thing that I took away most was understanding the value of conveying my meaningful difference. This is the thing that separates you from all the other photographers. Now, Kimberly has put together, gosh, 14 or 15 or so resources specifically for the six-figure photography audience. Go ahead and take a look at KimberlyDHouston.com backslash SFP for all of that information. You guys, your website cannot all just be about your portfolio, your images alone. Crafting persuasive copy is going to change your business. For more podcasts, articles, and free resources, head over to sixfigurephotography.org.